Friday, Lux Digital Church family. That was my best tried and announcer voice. What do you guys think? Happy Friday, Friday, Friday. Is it? Is it got like a ring to it? I think you need to add more bass to it. That's great. Thanks. Thanks for the ringing endorsement there, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable, your uh, source for all things awesome and nerd culture and I guess social media talk. Uh, we are joined on this amazing Friday afternoon. If you are live in the chat, pop in there, say hello. Let us know uh, how your week's been and all those things. Uh, we are also turning this into a podcast. If you have not uh, listened ever to us uh, in podcast form, you can now carry us around in your pocket or on your Apple Watch or in your King. You Bougie's live in the chat. Blocker J is live in the chat. Nav's oh, yeah. live in the chat. We're going to assume Templar is live in the chat somewhere. Uh, St. Bear is rebuking me. You don't. You, you get off of me. Uh, we are joined by three other people here in the chat, starting with our favorite guest host in the spinning chair to our bottom right, Mr. Bougie 412. Bougie, I typically like to open up all these episodes. Um, usually podcasts and live shows have that weird like banter thing that happens at the beginning. Tex Holden's also in the chat. What's up, Holden? I hate that like banter stuff because it's like, hey guys, welcome to the show. So how's everybody doing? And it's like this dumb open-ended question. Instead, I have been wanting to just throw out one question and we just kind of grab hold of it. So our question for the week is, if you had to be any Pokemon, who would you be? This is obviously in honor of the new Pokemon that's 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 uh, coming out. Scar what is it? Violet and Scarlet? Is that what it is? Island of Scarlet drop it in seven days on November go. 18th. Yeah. And I'm then not counting there's, there's a re there's a reason I asked Bougie first. So let's let's put some rules and constraints about this. Not who you would want to be, okay. but what kind of Pokemon there's over a thousand now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't care. But what Pokemon you actually are like what I Pokemon you identify with. Go. If you need to pull up a list, you can put type it into the Internet and it'll tell you. You you change. I had my go to, and then you changed it. What Pokemon do I identify with? Yes. <laughs> this is. I'm this going is to. I'm looking at the list. I got a couple. But go ahead, would you? I yeah. I think I got it. Okay. I'm going to go with Shuckle. 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 I don't okay, know. As I Google this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so many Pokemon. Like, I have to like, I've heard of that Pokemon, but I have to like, look it up. <laughs> sounds like a clown like name. Is it is a, like a it says in, in the Bulbapedia.bulbgarden.net. It says it is a mold Pokemon. <laughs> I, what is a mold Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Really I, I stopped paying attention to those things. I did not know that was even a but, thing here. I'm going to, as we, as we're talking, I'm going to pop over into a screen share. So yeah, we need a, so we can see this here. It's on the screen here. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of dumb. If I, if I had to, if I had to say anything, not, not, <laughs> not that bougie's being dumb, but like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, Okay, so why would you be Shuckle? So, I mean, a little bit of a nerd thing here. Shuckle has the highest defenses in the game. Okay. Out of all the Pokemon ever made. Okay. Um, and I, I, but on the inside, he's just a worm, if you can't tell by the picture. Um, a worm with legs, I guess. So I like to think that, you know, I have a, a hard exterior, but inside I'm just 
a coward. Big <laughs> <laughs> okay i uh i can go with that here i'm gonna publish oh this goodness. and then i'm gonna blow it up so that everyone can see shuckle right here uh, uh, there's shuckle I've ladies and gentlemen that. um so we have in the chat right now saint bear says he would be mew i don't know that that's the case uh i also think I think St. Bear, I've got another answer for St. Bear and I'll get to it. Lord Shadow in the chat. Hello. Reed in the chat. Hello as well. Tex would be mime. Okay. So chuckle. Good first answer. Nav, we're going to come to you. Navalis, what okay. Pokemon do you identify with? I'm going uh, with one of my favorites and one of my uh, OG Pokemons for the original 150. Okay. So here we go. Um, I have to go with Arcanine. Ar Arcanine. Arcanine. I can't spell that. Arcanine. There it is. It's a, a dog. R C A. Yeah. yeah. Arcanine. Yeah. Arcanine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yes, a yes. Dog. Arc Arcanine. Um, that was one of my favorite Pokemon's. He was like on my original Pokemon team. Um, Arcanine is like loyal and brave and uh, a good companion. So that's kind of like what people have told about me. So I'm that's, just gonna go with what other people have said about me. That's cute. And just like that fits the sister. And also. Also, uh, Arcanine is just like a cool looking Pokemon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I totally. Think, like has like some great, 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 great mane, great hair, you know. So like, cool marks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. the long hair. I can go with that. Uh, we're also joined by Templar. <laughs> yeah, Ten yeah, Templar. Yeah. Templar. Same question to you. If you had to identify as any Pokemon, what would it be? I don't know. It's a tough one. My Pokemon knowledge is pretty outdated. Like I. I red and blue or Pokemon Stadium was like mm -hmm. the last Pokemon game I actually played. Fair enough, yeah. So, um, have they not run out of colors yet? Are they going back? Like, are they going to do like blue two, like mm. red two? Well, it'll be like, like a sort of it'll thing. Be, like, what, like, it'll be like what's, yeah, it'll be well, it'll be like sea blue, sea foam green, and uh, mold orange. Oh, yeah. That's what it'll be. They just got to get the they just got to get like the paint colors out and be yeah. like. This is like the taupe, taupe yep. edition. Ooh, ooh, that's this is good. the off off white edition. Yep. You know, whatever. Oh, I mean, that's good. I mean, hey, just get Egg the color wheel out and you can make the same game another 70 times. Yep. I've already made it 20 times. Amen. So um I don't I don't I don't know. Like I feel like Snorlax is probably the typical like self-deprecating joke of like a Pokemon to say that you are. Like I don't it, I always like Abracadabra. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Abracadabra, Abracadabra than Alakazam. So Abracadabra Abra. than Alakazam. Abra's so original, cool. but awesome. Abra's pretty cool. Yeah. Sure. That, I don't know. He seems like he'd have anxiety. So like, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> he, seems like have, he seems like he'd have anxiety. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Uh, Tex Holden said uh, they did, right? That was the Pikachu EV game. Yeah, it was actually the Pikachu EV game. Um, I'm I'm going to go. I I was I as I was kind of positing this question as I was setting everything up, I kind of I thought like, man, I would love to have people talk, tell me like I'm like Machomp or what's what does Machomp evolve into uh, or evolve from? Machamp? Yeah, Machamp. Champ. Machamp and then Champ, you know, I, I feel like that would be me. Yeah, the four arms. Yeah. Yeah, but it would end up being like, I'm just like, I, I think I would just end up being this Caterpie. 
Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I identify as. Like he's I mean, bald. At least you're not Magikarp. Well, I did stay away from that. I think that's you know it's Snorlax and Magikarp. I think are the two that if you want to be so. <laughs> Abra does flee a lot, so anxiety is fitting. There you go, says Lord Shadow in the chat. There we go. Uh, oh, that works. Yeah, and Tex says he comes with a spoon accessory like a Barbie. <laughs> so I'm in. I am. I'm fully in. Uh, well, thanks for playing along at home. Uh, if you are playing along at home, excuse me. Throw it into the chat. You can head over to the Googles and uh, and really let us know. Uh, but today. We uh, we're going to be talking about a number of things. We typically in the roundtable like to just grab a grab a current event, grab a hot topic, something like that, and pop that talk about that. So we're going to talk about social media and kind of our role in social media. Should we run away from it? Should we um, kind of dive into it a little bit more, especially as Christians? But before we get there, as we always do, we do like to go around the table and see what people have been watching, listening to, playing, consuming in nerd culture. Nav with the Occupy Mars shirt, since we are talking about Twitter a little bit later. Navalis, what have you been watching, playing, listening to, consuming in nerd culture? Uh, let's see. We'll start with Marvel Snap and play that. Mm. Just like, that's just like a, a daily thing. And uh, so enjoying that, I got a Destroyer, which I did not know was a Marvel villain hero type thing. I'm learning a lot more about Marvel. Like I know just like the main Marvel characters, DC was more my thing or no X-Men was more my thing growing up. So I know like the X-Men characters when I see them, but like a whole Marvel universe. But anyway, destroyer, basically when you play it, it destroys your all, all your other cards, but it's like cost six, 16 power. Um, but there's like synergies you can do with it to protect your other cars from being destroyed and stuff. So it's really cool. It's like a very, you can build like a, it's a build around card. So it's like really fun. It's one of my first pool three cards. But anyway, to play that, having fun. Um, halfway through Tales of Arise. So I'm trying to finish that before I go to Africa, which I'll mention that in a second. Ooh, I am yeah. going to Africa. And um, so then for TV, a little bit of Parks and Rec, a little bit of Impractical Jokers, because my friend has not seen, if you ever seen that show, Impractical Jokers, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um and then, like, Brown, getting my Christmas movies lined up to just, like, start watching some Christmas movies because, one, I'm going to Africa, so I'm missing, like, nine days of December. So I got to start early, okay? So I have an excuse, okay? So um, there's just some classics I have to I have to watch before, before I go and everything else. But that's all I've been doing. Yeah, I'm going to Africa to help oversee um, a well we are digging or funding for our sister church. And Africa. So I was invited to go along. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing that, going to Africa, to Kenya, flying into Nairobi. It'll be 40 hours of travel oh. to get there. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're leaving Tuesday morning and not getting there till Wednesday night. So I leave from Knoxville, go to Chicago, go to London, then go to Nairobi. So, and on the way back, is skipping Chicago. I'm going back to Philadelphia before I come back to Knoxville. You're, so, you're, yeah. that's I crazy. I layover in London. So are you, yeah, are you yeah. allowed to leave the airport or do you just have to stay there? Uh, I'm not going to leave the airport. I'm just going to stay. I'm probably going to try to sleep. Like I have like an inflatable air bed thing. That's like real small for camping. I'm just going to blow that up and just like, come wake me up in a couple hours. I'll be in this corner. <laughs> so Good luck with that. They That's also have those. They have those yes. pods in uh, at Heathrow that you can Ooh, rent yeah. out those pods for four hours or whatever. 
um, I, I actually might do that. <laughs> so, but I'm excited. So we're going to do some stuff like that. We're going to go to probably the, uh, don't quote, if I say this wrong, I'm sorry. I was told this once, but the, I think it's the Mozeki tribe. They're actually the, like one of the warrior tribes over there that we actually, our sister church over there does some stuff with. And so I might, they're the ones that like in a traditional garb with the spears you see and stuff. So I might be going to one of those tribes. Yeah. So that's really cool to actually just to see some things and never been to Africa. So I'm excited. Oh, and also we support the orphanage over there. So I'll be doing some stuff with the orphanage as well. But anyway, that is my week. I found out like nine, no, eight days ago, basically that I was going to Africa so there. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a trip that you can just kind of, it's not like going to Cincinnati. Like it, you have to, you got to actually plan for that, you know? So good on oh, you yeah. for turning Travel around. Insurance. Yeah, probably US Embassy, but we have, yeah, we have uh, my pastor and a good friend who's also a pastor I'm going with. He's, they've been there multiple times, so they already know how to do everything. So they're like, you need this, this, and this. So it's so like they have a checklist. And so, which is nice. So I'm like, you guys leave me. I'll turn, I'll turn whatever in. So sweet. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's been my week. Don't want to take any more time. So it's been good. All good. All good. Uh, Bougie, what have you been playing, watching, listening to, consuming in nerd culture? So playing wise, I have dived back into Dragon Age Origins. Ooh. Because uh, it's rumored that Dragon Age 4 will be dropping soon-ish. Yep. So I was like, let's just go back and play through Walker 3. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that lately, along with my usual cities and back for blood stuff. But um Watching wise, I just finished Miss Marvel yesterday. So that was a that was a fun little six episode show, you know, short and simple. It still kind of suffers from the classic Disney Marvel flaw of some things just don't make sense at all. You know, it's just one of those things where if one character makes the obvious choice, the whole show just blows up. But, you know, but for writing's sake and they have to make them do the opposite. So. But it was still fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't actually see anything about Miss Marvel until it dropped and I opened up Disney Plus. I was like, oh, I guess this show's out. Have not touched it yet. I, I, maybe it's just me, but like, I'm kind of moving on. I don't, I feel bad, uh, but like, I don't have enough time in my year for. Every ancillary character, every little thing that is out there in the Marvel, even in the Star Wars universe. Like I watched one episode of Andor. I was like, man, this is good. I, I got, I have I haven't even touched Andor yet. It's, it's good. It's just, man, like throw it on the pile of all the other, th- sorry, Bougie, I'm not, not trying to steal your thunder here. So um, the, the kind of, the kind of piggy, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much in case people want to watch it, but. To kind of go with what Nav said of the kind of person Navalis is, they do mention. <laughs> Tell me what type of person Navalis is. <laughs> and he's loyal and, you know, got a great mane, you know, all that stuff. But no, they do mention the word mutation in there, which is actually the first time the Marvel Universe has ever mentioned mutation, hmm. which Ooh. leads to the X Men. Yes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the X-Men. X-Men. I'll, I'll watch everything okay. that the X-Men put out. X-Men. If X-Men get involved, I'm there. Like, that's what I grew up with. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Anything else? Anything else you've been watching, doing all that stuff in nerd culture? 
nope, just waiting for Pokemon. Magic gets a new set on Wednesday, so that'll hold me over for like three days, and then I'll throw my phone out the window and just play my Switch. But yeah, are you are you in on the Marvel Snap craze, the cult? I have it, but I'm not part of the cult. I think everyone's passed me up in collection level by now. So I just it's it's the game that I play when I've done all my dailies in Magic, and I'm don't need to play Magic, and I'm just putting the kid to bed or something. I don't. I know Navalis plays it when he's like standing in line at the bank and then when he's pumping his gas and, you know, cooking dinner and stuff. It's not me. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Oh, Nav is, Nav is part of the cult. That's cool. Awesome. Uh, Templar, uh, before we get to Templar, Lord Shadow uh, talking about Dragon Age, you're going to like what I'm playing as well. So stick around for another couple minutes here, Lord Shadow. Uh, Also talking about the fact that there's a lot of good games coming out next year. Uh, Suikoden 1 and 2 remasters, did not see those. Aiden Chronicle is going to be good. Octopath 2 and the new Final Fantasy. I didn't know that the new Final Fantasy was next year. I thought it was going to be... Uh, I thought they pushed it to 2024. If it's 2023, that would be awesome. And Barbotus says I miss playing Magic. Well, Barbotus, welcome to Lux Digital Church, where every other person still plays Magic. So, and yep. like, just jump on in. If you're not in the Discord, jump on over discord.gg. Here, I'll even put a link in there, and you will find so many people playing uh, Magic right now. Oh, uh, Templar, what have you been playing, watching, listening to, consuming in nerd, consuming in nerd culture? Oh no, your mic did the thing again. Oh. Your mic did the thing again. We lost him. Oh no. Oh no. We can't hear him. Hello? Oh, hey. Hey. You're back. Ah, there he is. Hello? Oh no, it's gone again. Okay. Um, oh no, there it is. Very good. Dragon no, it's a dra- Dragon Age 4. I'm not sure. I've kind of given up on Bioware, so I don't really know what to what to make of that one. I don't have any faith in the current team at Bioware. So I think I'll wait on Dragon Age 4 and see how it turns out and what the reviews are like before I maybe get into it. Um, I loved the first one and Origins was good and Mass Effect Andromeda was a mess. And um, so I don't know. It's I'm, I'm just not sure about them. And Starfield's never coming out. It's Someone not. said Starfield. That's no, it's a not. Myth. Yeah, that's it's not, not a that's not something that that's not actually going to happen. That's Star we Citizen. That, Star right? Citizen's been in, in what, the, 10, 10 years or something like that. It's the same thing. Starfield's going to be the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Star Citizen is like uh, Escape from Tarkov. It's like yeah. in alpha for it's, a crypto. its entire life of like, yeah, a decade. It's going to be in like alpha or beta and it'll never actually launch as a game. Yeah. That's a cryptocurrency. <laughs> that's all so it what is. Have, what have I been what have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing. I picked up the new Call of Duty, so I've been playing that and having some fun with it. Um, Warzone 2 comes out next week, so I'll probably try that out. Uh, the campaign is reasonably fun. They made it a bit more challenging, which they've moved a little bit away from. It's not as arcade arcadey uh, as m- many of the other ones have been, which has been sort of a nice change. And uh, it it plays pretty well. Um, then, of course, I picked up God of War Ragnarok. That was my number one anticipated game when we did our top five <laughs> most anticipated games list. So I picked that up on um, Tuesday. 
when that came out. And so I, I haven't got too far into it yet, maybe about 10%, 20% of my way through it, but I've been really enjoying it. Um, it, it largely builds on the first one. And, you know, I have a few complaints maybe, but overall it's great. So uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. In terms of what I've been watching, I've been kind of looking for something to watch. I haven't, I don't have a show right now that I'm sort of locked into. I have been enjoying Andor. Um, I would say I've gotten more into it as the season has gone on, but we'll talk about that on another episode. And that's it. I've been looking for a show. So, yeah, mm. I guess just been playing those two. May I suggest Miss Marvel? Apparently that's good. Nah, I'm good. It's that doesn't seem good. like it's for me. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's there. It's fun. <laughs> I, I heard it was good. Like I heard people say that it was like pretty well done, but it just doesn't seem like a show that's made for me. Mm. Like it just seems like something that I wouldn't be interested in. So mm. it, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Lord Shadow coming up with something that I totally forgot. So Bougie in the chat says Diablo 4 and Dead Island 2 are the games he's excited for. Absolutely. Baldur's Gate 3 is hotly anticipated. Um, I am very much looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3 as well as Breath of the Wild 2. But uh, I don't know. Reed says always going back to watch Last Man on Earth. Oof. I'm so sorry that you're in on that, Reed. Uh, actually, that's not true. Yeah, that's not my thing. Yeah, that's not true. It's that's not the worst, but I'm I'm not into that. Um, cool. I'm gonna whip through nope. my stuff first, or uh, real quick before we move on. I have uh, been playing a lot of my Steam Deck. Nav, are you gonna take your Steam Deck to Africa? No, I am taking my Switch though. Okay. Yeah, I, a little less, a uh, little less cumbersome. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, even though even though it's going to be covered under travels insurance, um, I just feel it'll, it'll be easier to. Well, maybe maybe not with all the holidays coming up, but anyway, yeah, it's a little bit less expensive and yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and less bulky. Oh, Reed, see, I'm thinking the Tim Allen one, not the Will Forte one. I've never seen the Will Forte one. I'm just thinking, was that Last Man Standing? Is that what the Tim Allen one is? I'm, I don't know. Uh, anyway, with yeah, my Last Man Standing's Tim Allen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so with my Steam Deck, I got this. So I had a I had a grip on it before and I got a new one that's a little less cumbersome. And it's got this like you can't see it. I don't I'm not gonna be able to focus up on this, but it's got like a ridged feeling to it. So it actually sits in my hands a little bit better. And also I got a dock that I now can put on my desk. So what I've actually been doing and the dock has uh, three USB 3.0s. It's got a USB C for the power and all of that stuff. And then it's got an HDMI input. It doesn't have a um, Ethernet cable, which kind of su- or an Ethernet port, which kind of sucks. So downloads are still bad, but or not bad, but they're just, you know, it's not gigabit like I want. So I've actually been not playing a whole lot this. Well, let me back up. So Game Pass works sort of on your switch or on your Steam Deck. But it only works in the cloud gaming through the browser, which is kind of janky. Microsoft is working on an actual compatibility with Proton, which is the um, the Linux backend thing that Steam Deck uses to run Windows games. But it's not there yet. And so uh, I started messing around with um, this program that allows me to install launcher clients. Uh, so I've installed because I have Game Pass. I also have EA Play with it for for free. It just comes with it. So I installed this launcher that allows me to install the EA Origins launcher, which Origins is like a 
pestilence. Like it's one of the worst things in the world. I hate all of the launchers that you have to use. Like give me steam or give me death. Um, but so I, 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 I have the steam wrapper and then I've got origins on top of it. And then I installed for free, uh, the entire mass effect, uh, whatever the mass effect one, two, and three thing is, as well as Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, I never played Inquisition. Uh, I played Origins and I played the first one. They were fine. Uh, the first one was great. The second one, that's fine. Uh, Inquisition, I never played. And so I have been playing alternating back and forth between uh, Mass Effect 2, one of my all time favorite games, and just starting Dragon Age Inquisition and being able to play it in 4K 60. Well, it's like it's 4K, it's upscaled 4K. 4K 60 on your steam deck is one of the coolest freaking things in the entire world. And I'll get like four hours of battery life. So I can play this thing theoretically for four hours. Uh, I haven't ever played that much cause I'm a, I'm an adult and I have other responsibilities, unfortunately, but, um, it's, it's freaking outstanding. So steam deck, I continue, I, I, I come on the show every single time and talk about the steam deck because I'm constantly finding new things to do with it. I've also installed all of my emulators. I have a hacked switch. And so I dumped my, my switch BIOS and I dumped breath of the wild as, as well as a couple other games. And so I'm now actually playing switch games on my steam deck at 60 frames a second, not 30, 60 it is freaking amazing so go get a steam deck you can go you can buy them right now they're not on back order anymore you can just buy them like you you, you put your money you go go pay for it and you get it within two weeks so congratulations nerds go have fun with that um go just ahead like, uh, we are not sponsored by valve at all um <laughs> no but if they if they would like to really <laughs> if they would like to but turning it yeah, down okay because we talk about it every well so my next project is i have a micro sd card just sitting here waiting and i'm going to install windows on it so that i can actually install game pass games natively uh there is a way to uh essentially spoof the drivers that so so windows pretends like it's actually loading into a windows machine even though some of the drivers are incompatible and all that so theoretically and realistically, people have done it. I'll be able to install Game Pass PC games into my Steam Deck and make it without having to do any. It's fantastic. Um, on top of that, I've also been watching Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know if you guys have know what that show is. Welcome to Wrexham is about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, who bought a soccer team over in it's called Wrexham FC. They bought it uh, over in England. It is a fantastic show. It is heartwarming. It's on Hulu uh, in Canada. It might be on Disney Plus. I can't remember. Um, but it is a fantastic show, especially if you like Robert, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, the guy from uh, he's Mac from It's Always Sunny. Uh, it's just a great show and I love soccer. So it's just like this perfect pairing of all those things. Uh, yeah, and I finished Westworld, but nobody cares about Westworld. Um, so there we go. That's what uh, we've been watching. I saw that face Templar. Did you watch Westworld? No, I heard it was pretty good at the start, and then I heard a lot of complaints about the kind of later seasons. But I, I heard that at least the first, maybe second season were quite good, but then that it kind of falls off a cliff. I don't know if that was your experience with it. Season three was a travesty. Season three was like uh, season four of Arrested Development, if you guys know what that is, or season three of Community. It was awful. Like it shouldn't have been made. 
but um season three of community season oh sorry season four of community when dan Harmon left um i think that was season four yes it was it was four yeah it was season four or five yeah yeah when it, it, it was a dumpster fire um it was a travesty seasons one and two were good and then i finished season four over the last couple of weeks and it was um or that irish season of sons of anarchy says reed yeah that one too kind of sucked um season four it started off real strong and then it's kind of ended uh ended kind of poorly but you know if there's the coolest thing that's actually happened is that there's literally been no nudity whatsoever in season four and i am 100 percent on board with any hbo show that has no nudity thank you guys for not treating me like i'm a 16 year old boy who just wants to see women with their shirts off you did it good job uh cool on that note um pop into the year into the chat as well everybody watching along what you guys have been kind of playing watching listening to consuming in nerd culture we would love to read that out and kind of interact with you uh as we turn the corner here a little bit um first off mark and jen pastor mark from lux digital church they are on their way well tomorrow they're going to be on their way back from california uh also templar it looks like your cat is going to jump right out of the window and i think that is awesome uh <laughs> oh he's standing on guard there's always squirrels and stuff there's a we live next to a cemetery and there's always squirrels and stuff out there so he keeps an eye on them i love it has it has he ever had to attack one before they've caught them when they were outside but we don't really let them outside here we're there's too many cars around it's too it's too kind of busy in the area we're in now to really let them outside anymore for any length of time without us like being there so mm. Good call. We don't, we don't let them out. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Priya Mency in the chat says they've been watching Deep Space Nine. Have you? Do you guys ever? Do you have any experience with Deep Space Nine? I never got the hype. Honestly, I I I know people like love Deep Space Nine and like you know like how much better it is and how different it is compared to like the next generation in Voyager. I never got it. I never understood it. Um, it was fine. I never particularly liked Cisco as a captain. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it's just not me. It's not for me. Um, but you know, it's okay if you like Star Trek, which I do, but I prefer Voyager or even, uh, or, uh, next generation. Even, I even like prefer enterprise mm. to deep space nine. So, wow. Nav bougie. You guys ever watch? Never even heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of Star Trek Deep Space Nine? <laughs> oh, it's Star Trek? I mean, I have not watched one episode of Star Trek in my life. <laughs> You know, you know, like a thousand different Pokemon you've never heard of Star, like a Star Trek show that was on for like nine years. Oh. All right. Look, look, my extent of Star Trek knowledge goes Patrick Stewart. That's it. Yeah, next generation. That's fun. In the movies. Uh, I watched the OG. Yeah, I've watched I've watched the OG and Next Generation of Lost kind of stuff with I don't know. Yeah. Deep Space Nine, which is not my thing. Yeah. So uh, I tried watching some of the newer stuff. What's like the newer one that's on uh, Paramount Plus? Oh, Discovery. I yeah, Oof. Discovery, because I was watching Halo. That's the only reason I had Paramount Plus was because of Halo. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch another sci-fi show. And I'm like Oh man, they're so okay. I have issues with it. That's a different thing. Okay, I have issues with it. Okay. You remember? You remember Halo? You remember how bad that was? 
Star Wars Discovery is like uh, right along. It's along the same lines of just like, oh gosh, just kill me. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord Shadow in the chat says they finished Legend of Heroes: Trail of Cold Steel three today. I'm not real familiar with that. I'm going to Google that in a second. Played a bit of the Baldur's Gate beta uh, with a friend. Awesome. Harvestella later. Doc in the chat says currently watching C and the fi- final season of Peaky Blinders. Templar, have you seen C yet? I have no idea what that is. Okay, that's the Jason Momoa <laughs> one. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus, so I don't know if you have Apple TV Plus or not. Oh no, I'm I uh, no no I'm morally opposed to Apple, so no, I don't uh, I don't have Apple TV Plus. Fantastic. Uh, have you watched Peaky Blinders? I have that one. I I watched until about the beginning of season five, and then I sort of moved on to other things because I. I grinded it pretty hard or like I binged it pretty hard and I kind of burnt myself out on it a little bit. Mm. Not because the show wasn't good anymore. It's just, I watched too much of it in too short a time that I kind of need a bit of a break from it, but I'm absolutely going to go back and finish it. Um, mm. cause season six, which I believe is the final one just finished recently. So yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent going to go back for that one. That's a great show. <laughs> I am morally opposed to Apple. <laughs> cool. The richest company in the world. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. Uh, chat is blowing up right now about trails, uh, trails in the sky. I actually, I do remember you talking about that a couple weeks ago. What, now, what is, what is that? Is that another one of these generic like Japanese RPGs that you guys play? What do you mean by you guys? It's not generic. Wow. <laughs> like Octopath and all these ones that have really generic wow. sounding no. names. And Octopath, they're all whoa, whoa, whoa. Octopath out here catching strays. Yeah, out here catching strays. I, I draw the line. No, but they're all the same. They all sound the same. The names are all super generic. Like, it seems like one of those. Is it one not of those? Not at all. I... Yeah. I, yeah, like Starfield nice and Dragon Age and Mass Effect are all not generic. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we, we, maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about Octopath. We need to move on, unfortunately. But Octopath is one of those that sticks with you. Uh, <laughs> Emperor, Emperor Shinoki in the chat says the disrespect of the JRPG genre with a Pikachu emoji. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. Right there with <laughs> I you. Mean, I uh, played all the old like Final Fantasy games. Like I played... Not really seven, but I played eight, nine, ten, ten, two. That was kind of right in the window, and I was playing Final Fantasy. Those are the old ones. So, for him, they're the old ones. Yeah, old ones for me. I didn't play like one. I didn't play like the ones that were like top down or like whatever. See, I grew up on those those ones. I I grew up on three, three, and six. Like all these games, they are better than Final Fantasy. Okay, like sure. They just all sound and kind of look the same to me. I just can't. I can't do it. Does he know Chrono I mean, it's Cross? It's not a hill I'm going to die on, but mm. like, not Chrono Cross. Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Cross. Chrono Trigger. I know Chrono Trigger. Chrono Triggers. Yeah, it's Chrono, a classic. Chrono Trigger that needs to be remade. It has a great. I've, I've heard it has a great soundtrack. I feel like I one of my buddies played one of the Chrono Trigger games. Chrono Trigger is one of those Wild that like. Arms. Wild Arms is also good. Chrono Trigger is one of those that I play once a year. I've actually, I started it up. That's how I knew my emulators were working. I started up and played about an hour of Chrono Trigger just to like get through the fair, get to frog, like all that stuff. That's, that's one of those you can keep going when back I hear to. these games, I just think of like the Genshin Impact crowd. Is that like, 
you know, that's like a different crowd or moving no. on today. That is a completely oh, different crowd, insults. my friend. Oh. Yeah, that is, we're going to move on. Um, so we're going to, we're going to make the hard turn here and walk away from that and talk uh, about something that's equally as depressing. And that's Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um, <laughs> Nab sitting there with his Occupy Mars. Hashtag, hashtag Occupy Mars. Hashtag okay. Occupy Mars. No. Um, so what kick this, we're going to talk uh, broadly about social media and kind of our impact and our role in social media. Uh, and what is really coming to coming, bringing this to a head is if you have been living under a rock uh, or you did not know anything about social media, uh, the world's one of the world's richest men, Elon Musk, bought uh, Twitter for pennies on the dollar uh, or for pennies, essentially, uh, compared to his overall wealth. He bought it for what? $45 billion, $44 billion, something along those lines. Uh, it, it was only valued yeah, at you know, drop in the bucket. Yeah. A drop, a, a literal drop in the bucket for this guy who is trying to occupy Mars. Um, Twitter is the, one of the social media platforms that I use the most. Uh, I don't necessarily tweet, but it's a, especially for a tech nerd like myself and a sports guy like myself, it is probably the best place to be uh, in terms of news that comes quick. Uh, it is, there's no real image or anything of in, associated with it. It just kind of like, Hey, here's your characters. Here's your thing. And you just, it's a, it's a, it's awesome for that. It's awesome for journalism. It's well, quote unquote journalism. It is awesome for humor, for uh, gifts, for clips, for all those things that are out there. Elon Musk decided that he wanted to throw his considerable support and considerable weight into the Twitterverse. And so he bought it. He wasn't going to buy it. Uh, and then all of a sudden he, it went through and uh, two weeks later, or two weeks ago, he comes walking in with a sink and says, let that sink in, which is the fantastic bit. Love he's it. an idiot. He's just, let me get this out of the way. I have Tesla solar it's like panels. God, it's a God complex. It, no, it is. I have Tesla solar panels on my house. Uh, I appreciate Tesla for the engineering feats that they do. I hate no, hate is a strong word. I strongly dislike Elon Musk and all that he stands for. Uh, arrogant white guy that thinks he can just troll everybody. Hate it. Hate it with an absolute passion. So he buys Twitter and immediately lays off half of its workforce, which may or may not had to happen. It, it seems like Twitter was being run like a startup, uh, even though they'd been around for 15 or 20 years. Uh, and they were losing somewhere, somewhere like $4 million a day. Uh, and then Elon proceeds to tell everybody that he's going to make it a bastion for free speech. And that's just really kind of a dog whistle for a bunch of neo-Nazis and people to get back on the platform. Uh, he fires the head of moderation. He fires the head of uh, um, ethics. He fires the head of AI. He fires the people that are actually doing the trending topics. So if you can, if you look a couple days ago and if you open up Twitter, Twitter, you you'll always have that sidebar of trending topics. Uh, a day after the election, there were still things like races and all this other stuff, things that had happened two or three days prior because people were manually adding and deleting those things, which is stupid. Anyway, um, so we he throws the floodgates open. 
you can go read more about this. This is not a we 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 don't have time to talk about the ins and outs of Twitter. What we do want to talk about is the fact that now this is opening the door to a lot of people saying, well, I'm going to leave the platform. I'm going to leave Twitter. I'm going to go to other places on social media for one reason or another. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to do this other thing. And I first off, I wanted to open the conversation and talk a little bit about social media and talk about its impacts on you guys. But second off, as Christians, should we be running away from something like this? Should we be trying to hold the line? Should we be even caring about these things? And so I just want to have a broad conversation. Give me your thoughts. Give me your feelings. Give me your impact. Not even necessarily about Twitter, because we can talk about Meta and the fact that they just fired 11,000, laid off 11,000 people as well, uh, which is was bound to happen because Facebook has been sinking a sinking ship for the last couple of years. Um, So who wants to start? Who's got feelings? Who's got thoughts? Who's got ideas on how bad this is? Nav, you raised your hand. Go for it. I will start. I will start. Um, I was listening to, uh, if you want a good resource, he's, this guy is a lawyer, but he does, he's all, he's very involved in the gaming. He talks about the Bethesda deal. He talked about the, uh, the Activision Blizzard deal that's going on with the CMA and all this other stuff. Um, his name is Hoag Law, H-O-E-G. Um, the law, it's a, it's a, he has a podcast. And he is a lawyer for that. He's not a lawyer for this, but he's like, I'm just giving my opinion on things. So if you want to see the lawyer side, break it down. So I find it very, but he doesn't just do this. He talks about, he's been talking about Twitter too, as well. And I find it very interesting how he's breaking down things that Elon Musk has said and the deal and stuff. So if you want like a lot of information about that, that is in a very uh, understandable way. Are you more interested? Um, he comes from a, from a non-biased perspective, which I appreciate. Like he doesn't come from it from a, a liberal or to, you know, far left, far right or left or right, whatever. He's just like, I'm just going to give you the facts and give you the opinions. He goes, it does, you know, so I, I appreciate that. So Hogue Law, go check that out. That's a shout out to that podcast right there. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the things he said was when the company is taken over by an individual, usually you can count on 25 to 50% of the workforce getting X because um, for a lot of times companies are bloated in a lot of ways. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying, and then also they want to rehire their, you want, in the case of Elon Musk, he wants to rehire his own people. You're already seeing that where he's put in like people that are in charge of certain Tesla things are now in charge of Twitter things as well. And for like some of the, I guess, algorithms and a couple other things that, and some of the Tesla CEO people are not upset with that either. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty, our CFOs or whatever. It's kind of like a mess with that. Um, not saying that's right. I feel, you know, I do feel sorry for the people who lost their jobs right around the holidays and stuff like that. I, I hate seeing that with any companies well, that, that do that. They, they got um, four, they got, I, I did hear a little bit about that. They got four months severance, which is pretty cool. Okay. Four months. Okay. Okay. That, that helps. I did not see that. So that, that's, that's good because, um, my wife was telling me yesterday, another company, I can't remember coming just laid off like a, like 10,000 workers. Yeah, right before meta, the holidays Facebook. And it was just kind of like, yes, thank you. Yeah. There we go. And, um, but yeah, I, I, in some ways I've been, don't take this the wrong ways. It's been kind of funny seeing the whole blue check mark thing. I've just been kind of sitting back watching this as a spectator you know, like the gifts of there, someone just grabs a, a thing of popcorn and just sits there and starts eating it. You know, that's what, that's what I feel like I've been doing mentally. Just like, okay. Um, because of like all the people that person, Elon Musk and other 
like people have impersonated Nintendo of America and like tweeted things out, which were quite funny actually. Um, uh, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, you know, all those things, they all got banned within 24 hours. But then Elon Musk comes out and says, Hey, thank you for everyone impersonating me and giving me money. And then I ban you. Like, you know, he's like trolling people because he is a troll. Um, but, uh, but it's just kind of funny. It's like people are just like throwing money away just to do things. I'm like, okay, you're kind of defeating. You're saying you're upset. I know they're trying to prove a point in a protest. Like, see, anyone can do this. But it's like technically before you could – not not the whole blue chat mark. You could technically try to, you know, um, intimidate someone. I mean, not intimidate. I'm sorry, intimidate. Uh, impersonate someone. And that would still get you banned. But now you just can do it, pay money to look – more verified there you go yep but uh well and not only that and not only that hold on so you can pay eight dollars to become verified but then a couple of days ago i think this is like on tuesday or wednesday elon says okay here here's what we're gonna do now you can pay for the eight you can pay the eight dollars a month to be verified but also if you're like an actual company or like a big we're going to give you a second check mark so not only do you get a blue check mark but now you get a gray one that says verified so essentially they're just going back on or whatever and then they axed it literally three hours later mkbhd who's a tech reviewer that i i, I really like um he tweeted about it and then about an hour after that tweet elon tweeted him back and said hey i just killed it what like we're, yeah, we're yeah. it's it's the same day. It's like the Lord of the Flies over there. It's just like it's like Reservoir Dogs at the end when everything is blowing up behind and you've got just four dudes walking very slowly. That's what this feels like, which is hysterical to me. Good, keep going now. Sorry. No, 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 no. And yeah, the great check thing. I thought that was hilarious. I forgot. It. But someone said eventually it's going to be like colored check marks. That's what's going to happen next. Like great. there's going to be a blue check mark. There's going to be an orange one. There's going to be a magenta. There's going to be you know. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be all these like different color check marks for different things. I'm like, this like, this is as someone tweeted out, I saw a tweet. This is like being on the Titanic with a violin music playing in the background. And it's like, you, you can't leave it because it's like the main social media platform. I mean, technically you can't, but it's like, where are you going to go? You know, that type of thing. So you're just kind of like uh, on the ship, like sinking and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, as you said, as Christians, okay. Cause I, I don't want to take up all this time, but, uh, as Christians, how should we respond to things like with this? Um, for me, one of my things is, is I try to practice what the Bible says, be slow to speak, you know, uh, you know, slow to speak, you know, slow to anger, quick to listen, some Proverbs. And uh, so with any of this, I'm like, I just want to kind of see how this plays out and people do have concerns and do have questions. I feel that's definitely okay to ask them and everything, but to, um, but to just like spew out stuff like this is on both sides, not just this, um, just, just to one, be hateful. You know what I mean? Just like you see a lot of like, not just on people using racist slurs and stuff like that. I'm just talking about people being like, you know, trash this trash anyone who stays on here. You know, it's like people calling out other people for staying on. And it's just like, but it should just be your own individual choice. Don't, don't force someone to see your way because you don't agree with Elon Musk. Like I don't agree with a lot of stuff with Elon Musk. Um, but I'm just like, but is, is it my place to like bash on one? I see no, no, like that's not my place. And how does that represent Christ? And that's my ultimate thought process. How does this represent Christ? If I have in my bio on Twitter that I'm a disciple of Jesus, 
and that I'm a student pastor. That's my bio. And I'm out there going like, Elon Musk is the worst. And, you know, he may very, very well be. Okay. And all this other stuff is like, how would Jesus respond to that? You know? And that's what I think. Okay. I appreciate those thoughts. I, my follow-up would be, do you, how do I put this without? So I'm not slamming Elon Musk. I, I was earlier. I'm going to continue to slam him because I think poor leadership needs to be called out. Um, I think oh, yeah, in I'm not all, saying like not calling out stuff, but it's like doing it and you, you don't have to do it in a hateful way. Oh That's no, I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm not, I'm not going to go on yeah. there with my fake, my impersonator, Elon Musk, you know, fake Elon Musk accounts. Uh, I am going to stay on Twitter because as long as is it, it is as long as people are still tweeting inter- interesting and cool and uh, awesome news facts that I need to know, especially about tech and sports, I'm going to stay there. Um, but but the but the role of a Christian. So you're saying stay on there. How are you representing Christ on Twitter? Um, well, like I said, it, it's, it's what you tweet out. Honestly, you okay. can tell like, it's like most of my tweets have to do with sports and video games and, you know, stuff within my denomination and talking to like a few other people that I know that are Christians on there. But I'm just trying to, cause I have a lot of people that I do follow several people and several people follow me that I know are not Christians. And so I think of that in a sense, like, okay. There are definitely one. There are definitely people that don't like Elon Musk. I'm like, okay. And if they bring a question up, but I, for me, when I see it, it's like, I either have two options. I can either just abstain from the conversation altogether and just not say anything. You know, it's just like, Hey, I'm taking a backseat on this. And sometimes that silence is a choice too. I understand that. Oh yeah. Like sometimes silence or silence is the answer. And, uh, but, uh, but if I do tweet out, it's like, listen, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, if I do tweet out, if I want to, I haven't done it like, Hey, I'm going to stay on here because I have friends and I have family on here and I have people that I do like, and I, you know, and the reason I'm on here is for those people. And I hope this situation writes itself and things can get back to normal. But, um, but until then, you know, I, I, you know, if I, this is a very long tweet. Okay. Like, you know, but till then I'm going to abstain from the conversation of anything hateful or just come, you know, or, or just not, in a sense, edifying. I mean, I don't know if I would use the word edifying, but if I'm like, it's not used to, if I'm not saying something to build someone else up. Now, I do complain about my sports team on there. So that's, you know, so I have to be careful because I do complain. I, I, but it's not so much like, I hate this player. I don't hate any of my players. I'm just disappointed that some don't play well, but that's different. <laughs> I think Jesus would complain about the Titans too. Do you support the Titans? <laughs> uh, they're, they're not like my favorite team because I grew up in Tampa. So the Buccaneers. Oh, well, I grew gosh, up in Tampa Jesus, Bay Jesus definitely. Team, yeah. Yeah, he definitely would not be happy with the Bucks this season. <laughs> yeah, yes. But the Titans, I am cheering for the Titans because they're like the local team here, and I'm okay with that. I have and they're in a different different conference, so I'm totally okay yeah. with cheering them on. So so and I'm gonna get to um I'm gonna get to Doc's comment. Uh, there's a couple comments in the chat that I want to talk through, but Nav, your conclusion you're coming to, if I'm hearing this correctly, this is like a very psycho- psychology major thing to do. Um the what I'm hearing is you as a Christian should still try to engage with social media as long as you are bringing an air of peace and grace and Jesus to it. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that was my 10, 15 minute 
you know. No, no, no. Right no. I'm, I'm, I'm no. doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm being. I the... so, no, 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 no. Thank you for doing that. Because I was just, I was just like giving my thoughts. I was like trying to think through my thoughts here. But like, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I just want to be on there when people see it. Like, okay, you know. I just want to bring, you know. Sure. I, I one of my characteristics. I, I am a peacemaker. I, I do. Not. I don't. You know, I'll try to stop. Comp- yeah. I'll try to stop people from fighting. I will. By the way, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get to an eight in a second who's bougie. Uh, but before we get to the the investigator and the protector, uh, Priya Mency in the chat says, I don't think the state of the platform uh, is not really the the indicator whether we should use them or not rather what we can do on there and what their use does to us which i think is kind of where nav was going lord shadow says the way i see it open doors on purpose for hate to spread and for lies to be allowed to spread as truth is really what frustrates me yeah that is uh that is the that is the overriding evil of social media and i'm going to talk about that in a minute and then doc um kind of summed up a lot of interesting thoughts there. He says, yeah, it's weird because social media is essentially fueled by gossip and we're called as Christians to not add wood to the fire. So an extent, most, most social media I stay out of, like I'm on Facebook just to buy used board games at this point, which yes and amen. <laughs> Bless you, my child. Bless you. Uh, bougie. Any, so, so first off, what, uh, what platforms are you on? What do you use regularly? What do you just look at your friends and family's kids on? Like where, where are you located? So I am mostly on Facebook. Okay. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't even use it. I think I get tweet from like Turtle Rock Studios, which is just back for blood updates. And that's about <laughs> the only thing I check out. Um, I have an Instagram, but I only got that because I was watching some people with some riddles. And the only way to like get all the riddles, I had to follow them on Instagram. And I'm like, sure, why not? What's one more? But yeah, Facebook is about all that I use. I just don't see the need for multiple social media platforms. I think like one evil is enough. Like we don't, I don't need everything under the sun. Um, but to me, social media, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I think it, like I use it mostly to just kind of post pictures of the kids. So my mom who lives in Nevada can see them easily. And, you know, it's just a nice way for me to blast my family. So I don't have to send 50 texts with, you know, a picture and I have three kids and that's too much. It's too much. Just one Facebook post and we're done. Um, but I think it's something that you have to kind of control and you have to monitor. And I think we live in this, day and age where we have a lot of, I like to call them keyboard warriors. Um, people who always want to say the, the tough sarcastic thing behind a keyboard because nobody can touch them. You know, um, I kind of grew up in a, in a world where, you know, you said the stupid thing on the playground and you got made fun of. And I think social media is the exact opposite of that. Um, so I th- like I said, I think it's one of those things you have to control. It's one of those things you have to monitor. And I think it's just a big echo chamber. Like one person says one thing and then next thing you know, it's getting blasted to 3 million followers. And they're just like, oh, like Kim Kardashian said this. So I believe it too. And, you know, that's not the case at all. Um, so I'm in no hurry for my kids to get a social media account, you know, at the same time, I'm in no hurry to 
get more of myself or expand on the ones that I have and the uses that I use them for. Um, as far as Christians and what we should do with social media, I mean, I don't think there's really much we can do. I mean, we can, we can try and use it to, you know, go out there and, and evangelize and do all that stuff. But for every one person you talk to, you're going to meet five trolls, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and, you know, and every, every one person you reach, you're going to have 17 people telling you why you're wrong and all this stuff. And I mean, Lux is great. And, you know, the Instagram and everything that Lux has is amazing. Um, and I think I think it's actually out there touching and, you know, reaching out to people and stuff, which is fantastic. Um, but I think that just the nature of social media in itself, it's really hard to to get things done and do what you want to do on social media to its fullest. Hmm. I like that. Um, Reed says, said something in the chat that I thought was interesting. He said, the personal and business worlds are so different. I couldn't do my job without socials. I work in tech and generate all my leads from there. Where does, where does that land with you guys? I mean, as a student pastor, like socials are a big thing for our students. And it's funny. It's not so much Twitter is, is where, uh, my students are. A majority, believe it or not, majority of them are uh, on Instagram or I'll interact with them through like, um, not really Snapchat, like Snapchat is more like a text message system for like some of my students, like my wife and I have like a shared account basically for reasons, you know, and everything else. But uh, um, I get those reasons. And yeah, yeah. And so, but it's mostly like some of the guys in the youth group, they'll you know, they'll like message me. I'm like, you guys have my phone number, but you'll send me a message, not a picture, just a message through snap. Yep. And I'm like, guys, come on, just text yep. message me, please. Okay. Like, like, uh, anyway, um, but, or they'll message me through Instagram, which I think is hilarious, even though they have my number. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. Uh, I love you guys. If any of you are watching, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Some of them do watch. Okay. Some of them do watch this. So they are, they listen to a later podcast form. Um, they know this. I tell this to them. I tell this to their face. I'm like, guys, you can just text me. But anyway, um, so it's not really on Twitter. Some of them are on Twitter, but I never really, that was like some of my older students that were there from like, you know, five, six years ago. They were all, Twitter was all a thing for them, but they're now all like out of college now or older and everything. But like this generation is be real, um, still Snapchat, um, Instagram and, um, and several of them like have gone on Facebook now, which is interesting. But, um, yeah. So like for me, socials are especially like Facebook is for parents, like really, cause that's how I interact with most parents. Twitter is my own personal thing. And then, but like, I, I, I think with all of this, like social media is a new social media in itself is neutral is how we use it. It can be for good or evil. And, and I do think like companies do need to monitor and like, how do you say this? Definitely in a sense, limit free speech. Okay. And because yes, there should, and because I, I know that sounds like, what do you think about that? That's my question. It's like, what do you think about like, cause Elon Musk, one of the things is he was just making us like a free speech marketplace. And I'm just like, well, 
it's run by a company and a company is going to monitor things and it's going to moderate things too. And I think it definitely, definitely when you get people who are not just Christians because Christians can be whacked too. Okay. Uh, but like all people on there, like saying certain things and also, like I said, spreading gossip or rumors or stuff that's not true. That's actually factual, not true. Um, conspiracy theories. I think that should be limited on a lot of things. But that's a whole different discussion for a different time. Yeah, good luck. Yes, yes, I know. It'll never happen. But but it's like there's so many people that I know that like, oh, did you see this on social media or did you see this? And like, did you even fact check any of that? I'm just just that's my first question. Did you fact check this? Because well, yeah, I found it on Facebook. I can that's do a simple check. search right now. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Or I get like I said, a YouTube video. I'm like, I have no clue who this person is or his credentials or anything. And he's saying this. I'm like, mm, okay. But Templar. Because uh, I can say something and uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, totally. I didn't mean to go on. Templar. No, no, no. no. You're you're good. Uh, Bar- Barboda says social media literacy is a real problem. Yes and amen. Templar, um in our in our Discord, you had made mention that you felt like you wouldn't have a lot to add to this. Why why or why not wouldn't you have a lot to add to this discussion? I don't know what to make of like the question. I mean, I, I both think this question is very important and I just really don't care. Like okay. I feel like so many people are making of such, such, like people are making such a big deal out of this on like both sides, and it's become a real political issue. Because if you're on the left, people are like, "It's he's bringing Nazis back. He's bringing Nazis on the platform, and like the use of certain like bad words skyrocketed right when he took it over. So like, therefore, we're all doomed, and the world is ending. And it's like. Of course, people were going to troll or going to test it as soon as he took over. Like, it's not like it's not that big of a deal. Like, let's settle down. And then on the other side, the right, it's like every like little bit of moderation that they still that Twitter is still doing now or like meeting with certain like groups like conservatives are like, oh, you said you were going to use it as a free space, like a town hall, free speech, like Mecca. And like, it's not going to be that now. So you're like going back on what you said. And it's like, they're going to have to have some, like, what did you think was going to happen? No one's going to advertise on a platform that has no moderation at all. Like what exactly was your vision of this? Mm. And then like people getting outraged about the stuff Elon Musk is saying. And it's like, he's using the platform as a brainstorming tool. Like that's what he's doing, right? Like he puts an idea, he sees how people react to it. And then he changes it based on that. Like, that's what he's doing. And it, like, it seems kind of evident that that's what he's doing. So I just feel like the whole situation is just like ways for people to get outraged about something different. And like half of what I see, like I started a TikTok account for my cats and like half of what I see on my TikTok feed is like people being like Twitter workers fired unjustly. They have a legal case. Rise up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that. Um, like rise up against like whatever, or like, you know, he's not doing enough or this or that. It's, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. But to me, nothing has really changed. Like, I think certain opinions aren't going to get as like heavily censored now as they did before. Like, okay. And maybe you disagree with them. Like the really extreme stuff, I think ultimately will, but it's a transition period. So I think it was always going to be a bit of a wild west situation when that happened. So I think the outrage farming on either side is sort of silly. And then beyond that, I think Twitter is essentially just like 
a method of communication now. So like saying whether Christians should get involved in it, like, yeah, I don't think we should get involved in like sort of petty, stupid debates about nothing. But like in terms of using it as a platform to like spread the gospel or trying to shine a light there, like it's no different than Lux. Like Lux was created with the idea of shining a light into a dark place in terms of the gaming community, which it really can be. And on Twitch, and to me, Twitter is the same thing. Like, yeah, there's a lot of trolls, but like you can kind of shine a light there and you can try to, you know, be a positive influence, even if that's kind of cliche. And like, maybe you'll make an impact. Maybe you won't really, but I think you have to be plugged into social media to some extent because it's so much of the way people communicate, like not being a part of it, I think is not really much of an option. And the people who are like, dramatically leaving it, I think is just narcissism. Like they just want to be like, Hey, remember this D list celebrity that nobody cares about or has cared about since like the eighties. Oh, they're making a big stink about leaving Twitter and then they're going to get an ad written about or a article written about them. Like nobody cares. Like just leave then. Like, I don't like the whole situation I'm kind of done with. Like, I think it's going to level out. And I just hope that the kind of outrage on like, every side regarding it just sort of dies down and it can kind of go back. But like people have vested political interests in what happens. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think, I think it's required to be involved in it. Like, I, I don't think, you know, to me, if you want to reach people and presumably Christians are still trying to reach people, then I think it's almost a necessity for Christians to be involved in social media and whatever the main one is. And you just need to be careful how you're being involved with it. And like what you're sharing and what you're, you know, saying and whatever. But, you know, I think, I think it's like a necessity in some ways. It can certainly allow us to reach far more people, you know, and that can be good or bad depending on how we handle ourselves. So, yeah, I, um, bootstraps. Hello. Welcome. I, I saw you uh, chime in there and then we got caught in conversation. Uh, bootstraps said something cool right here. He says, I feel Twitter's more about the individual quote post and quote response and quote, much less on the conversation side, more comments than conversation. I can be utilized. It can be utilized in my opinion, but at the same time, I feel it'd be a lot less outreach and more here is a post about such. Yes. I think there's, it's the same thing as community building on YouTube where it is about post and then response. Um, I think that is an interesting front door into a lot of things like we are trying to do with discord. See, okay. So the big general thing and Templar, I think you hit the nail on the head that it is almost a requirement now if we are in ministry to be involved in social media. Part of my, you said outrage farming, part of, part of my outrage from this is yes, like the Kathy Griffins of the world and the people from the I Love the 80s, the VH1 show that are like blowing up now all of a sudden and just saying like, nah, dude, I'm leaving Twitter. Like, okay, that's fine. You were, are you, whatever, go, go to Mastodon or something. I really don't care. But, um, the go, go spin up a, a open source farm for, for your bots to follow you. Who cares? But the thing about reaching people right now is it's the same. It's the same conversation as the Roman roads conversation that we could have from 2000 years ago. Should Christians have used the Roman roads because they were built by an, an empire that was essentially oppressing them. And the answer was yes, it was the technology there to reach people. So and I don't know that the conversation ever came up, but essentially whenever I hear the conversation about people running away from social media that are Christians going like, well, I'm just going to, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't do any of that because like, you know, I, 
um, that's sinful and God doesn't want me to do that. Like, I, I don't quite understand that because we're told to go and make disciples and you can't go and make disciples unless you're going where the people are. I mean, unless I'm missing the point of that whole great commission thing that we're, we're supposed to be following from Matthew 28. So there's that part of it. The second part of it is the control part. A lot of what I'm hearing from Christians is control on two sides. They're, they're saying, well, now it's a privately held corporation. And it's like newsflash. It was a privately held corporation to begin with. It was just held by three or four other people. Now it's held by Elon and his team of people. So it's all, it's still privately held. There is no, it, they can moderate however they want to moderate. You're, you're on there at their behest. You, and if they want to make you pay, then you pay or you just go somewhere else like that. That's how it is. But then, so the, the other side of, and well, and then those are the same people that are arguing like, well, I thought America was about, America was about free speech. Like, yeah, America is about free speech, but there's two things, two sides of that coin. Free speech is one thing. Free speech on a, on a private platform that it's, that's privately owned does not exist. Like people, you can walk into a McDonald's and they can kick you out if they want. It says no shirt, no shoes, no service. But like, if you do something that they don't want to do business with you, they kick you out. You can't, you can't go in there and start effing people off in there. So that's, that's the one side of it. The other side of it is, well, this is a, this is a public forum. It's like, no, it is not a public forum. It is a privately held corporation that we are, uh, we are allowed to be in now, granted they're making money off us. And so, you know, we are, if something is free, then you're the product. There's that whole conversation, but the Christians that are actively running away from social media and sticking their head in the ground and sticking their fingers in the ear and saying, nah, 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 I don't want to hear this anymore. I, 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 I would, A, I will, I am praying for you, but B, I would have a long conversation with God about that. And I would have a long conversation about, okay, if you're running away from social media, then what are you running to? Where are the people that you're running to, to actually make disciples? Because if you're not doing that, then you are actively disobeying what Jesus actively commanded us to do by being active in our communities. Now, granted, we are a lot more online at Lux. We are a lot more online than everybody else because our church does not have a building. Our building looks like a discord server. So it's a bunch of ones and zeros and gifts of people doing belly flops all over the place. Like that's, that's what our church looks like, which is dope. But what we're seeing happening here is people fleeing from these things and not replacing them with anything. And that's fine. Like you're going to, you do you, but I'm almost starting to notice that people are running into these other little communities. They're starting, they're spinning up discord servers and Slack channels. They're spinning up Macedon instances and they're, you know, they're restarting BBs. And, and my fear is that not only Twitter, but like other, other places like this are just going to turn into the hell that 4chan is or the hell that 7chan is. And it's just become, you know, Bougie used the word, the the term echo chamber. It's just going to turn into an echo chamber of just hatred where people are going to be allowed to just say whatever they want. And again, privately held corporation, you say what you want until they kick you out. But, but yes, preeminently there is the negative aspects of social media. But again, like you can control that. That's, that's a whole other conversation for another day. I'm not being cold hearted about that. Um, But I'm not preeminently says, I'm not sure social media is a very effective outreach method. The Roman roads allowed for visiting others. I mean, that's what we're doing here in Lux. We're visiting others. Essentially you, you spin up a discord server and nav small group has what 10 people in it. And we're visiting others. 
you know, our, our dream team thing is it, it, let's say eight people in a small group, our dream team meetups will have anywhere between eight and 16 people. We're meeting others. So I, I would push back a little bit on that preeminency. I get what you're saying. Uh, but I would, I would push back a little bit on that assertion. Go ahead. I cut you off. I want to, I want to say on that real quick, because this is before, like maybe when Facebook was just beginning, but Xbox Live, we uh, did a lot of like networking through that, just like meeting other people, mostly playing Call of Duty, you know, when like Modern Warfare 2 and all that stuff on the 360. But we met some people who are not Christians that they we became good friends with. And um, we got to share the gospel through that to them. In fact, one of my brothers uh, sent a Bible and everything to a friend out in Seattle from Knoxville to Seattle. And wasn't a Christian, everything was witnessing through him and all that stuff. And they're still friends today and everything. And he became a Christian and all that stuff because of through Xbox live, which is like the social, you know, stuff like that. And so when I see that, I'm like, that was our Roman road to others. And cause my brothers and I, we said, Hey, let's use this for good. If we're going to meet other people, talk to other people and everything. And people knew when they came into like our Xbox live talking, like, Hey, Two things, uh, you know, no sexual innuendos, no cursing. <laughs> okay. And that's honestly, it's like, you can hang with us. We just ask you like those two things right there. And people are like, okay. And cause we would, we come out of the face. Someone says like, Hey, we just, we just don't use language. Can you just kind of like, we're trying to keep this friendly here, kid friendly here. You know, that's what we say. We do it in a loving way, but like, but through that people still hung, hang, hung out with us. We talked to people. We got to, like I said, my brother sent a Bible to someone. I got to witness to some people. Um, my brother right now, which is pretty cool, through Discord, is actually met a guy through, oh, Fall Guys, and uh, lives out out west somewhere. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but my brother talks to him now and everything else, and they're they're friends and all that stuff. And that guy, he, he Michael's like, oh yeah, he knows I'm a Christian and everything. And I think that's cool, you know. And that's just that's and uh, that's his Roman road. So yeah, I, I just go with that. I'll push back a little bit because I've seen fruit from social media and social networking. Same. And uh, Priyamensi says, I, I would separate long form interaction from short form. Maybe Discord is much more like an in-person group than social media that has an individualized feed. And yes, I would, the, you know, we can get in, yeah. we can get into that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I really do think, Hey, we got a, I've received a hundred me- messages from restream chat. That's, I've never gotten that before. I mean, we've gotten way over a hundred messages. I've just never seen a little we did it, guys. We got an achievement unlocked. We received 100 messages today. Congrats. Yeah, it's us. We did it. Um, um, go ahead, So Templar. in terms of like, well, just some of the things in the chat. So unban me, loser. P. Sean. P. Sean. Yeah, I don't. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know where loser that is. Person unban yeah. me, loser. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Kanye West being anti-Semitic and losing everything. This is a serious situation. Is it? Um, I mean, is Kanye West a serious person? I no. feel like he hasn't been. Hasn't Kanye West been kind of considered crazy for like a decade? Like, More than that. So he kind of just finally said More something that, yeah. that actually like, caused places to drop him. And like he's still like a multi, has hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. So like, I don't know about losing everything. Like, I think he's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I see the seriousness of that situation other than like, I guess there are people who like him and might like listen to some of the things he's saying and like take it seriously, but I don't see the, I don't really see that as a serious situation because I don't see him as a serious like person really. 
Um, it definitely isn't. He'll he'll write an album about it in a couple of years and make millions again. Yeah, freedom of slurch says freedom of speech is not freedom of from consequences. Yeah, I've heard that that saying as sort of like a defense for kind of the cancel culture sort of question, which is probably beyond the scope of our conversation. But there really is no freedom of speech, as Chino said on social media, because they're all owned by private companies. So like it's. It's not even about freedom of speech. Like in public, if you want to go to the town square, you have freedom of speech. On Twitter you or YouTube or whatever, you don't have freedom of speech because if the company doesn't want you to say something, then you can't say it, right? Like, and depending on like what way the winds are blowing or, you know, what's kind of deemed as an acceptable opinion that can change literally day to day what you're allowed to say. So it's... Yeah, so that, that one's kind of tricky. But yes, generally speaking, you know, you're held accountable for what you say and then whether people want to work with you or not, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to address a couple of things in the chat. Like beyond that, I, I think, again, as I've mentioned, it's sort of a necessary evil if you want to see social media as like an evil. I, I mean, it's like most things on such a large scale or anything, I guess. Like it's going to have its positives and negatives. And like, you know, if for you as an individual, you know, for individual Christians, you know, if there's certain content on social media that you struggle with and therefore you like you have a difficult time so that you're not going to so you feel like you can't really engage with it. I mean, so be it right. Like do you know, you got to kind of do what works for you in terms of your own walk and like you want to avoid things that are going to cause you to stumble like in general, I think, you know, just like we should try to be lights, you know, on a, like a city on a hill sort of deal in our real life, then we should also try to be that on social media as much as possible or much as you have time for within the rest of your life. But it's also not a replacement for meeting in person either. It's like, you know, using Lux as an example, like Lux has never really been pitched as a alternative to in-person church. Like for some people, it might be that, but like from the beginning, Mark has always sort of said, like, you know, go, like, we would encourage people to go to their regular in person church. And then this is like another space that people can be a part of, right? Like, this is another space where people can come, um, like, to be together. So it's not, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, you can go on social media and try to be a positive influence or like, you know, share things that are encouraging and whatever. And maybe you don't have an in-depth conversation, but maybe someone sees something they need to see that might help them. And maybe not. I mean, but whatever, right? It, but then also, I mean, you can still be doing those things in person. Like it's not mutually exclusive. Like I don't see I don't see it as being like an either or type of question. Like I, I think you can do both. So you know, I guess that's my two cents about that kind of aspect of it. Hundred percent agree there. Uh, Bougie, anything as we start to make the turn here? I just looked at the time and realized we've been going for almost an hour and a half here. Um, anything on social media? You're gonna go sign up for MySpace after we're done with this. MySpace was MySpace. my first one. Same here, dude. Yeah, same. I had a no, rocking but... MySpace page. <laughs> but no, I, I MySpace page. <laughs> I, I look at I look at social media like it it's whatever you make it to be you know if you want to be that person out there yelling all kinds of stuff I mean you're going to find that type of stuff I don't know 
Like I, it's like you said, it's a necessary evil. It's something that we have to have, but I don't think it's something that we have to live by. You know, we have people in the real world, not every, you know, that we can go out and meet and conversate with and debate with and do all those things. We don't need to do it with Jim Buck too in, you know, New Hampshire and Alice in Wonderland over in Southern California and just argue. <laughs> Jim Buck too. That's the first time I've ever heard that Jim. before. Yeah, I got more. That's Joe great. Bag of Donuts, you heard that one? Oh yeah, Joy Bag of Donuts. I love that burrito at, uh, <laughs> at Moe's too. It's great. Uh, shout out to Moe's for the Joy Bag of Donuts. P51 Mustang said, since, since I uninstalled TikTok, I've noticed that my days have been better. Yeah, I don't want to confuse the conversation we're having or just did have with the deleterious effects of social media on your mental health because I think that is an entire conversation that I would love to have at some point, um, especially since I have kids that... Uh, two of the three of them have, ver we didn't allow our oldest is 18. We didn't allow him to have anything up until he was 17. And then he was allowed to get an Instagram account because he is a photographer and needs to be where all the photographers are. And now he's 18. He can do whatever he wants. Um, but our 16 year old, she's our daughter. She has no social media. And once a month she will ask because all her friends have it and they want to snap her and all that. And once a month we have to say, no, you are not allowed to get any social media. Our 12 year old, he could care less. That dude is just walking around in his own cloud anyway. But, um, I think there's a different conversation to have about the, about this, the mental health aspects of social media. And I would love to have, have that one. I, however, uh, most people are not listening to that conversation. Most people instead are just doubling down on how much time they're spending on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, Snapchat, anything else, you parlor, whatever truth, social, whatever else you can think of. They're just spending all their time there. So that's where Christians have to kind of go with the goers and be ready to step up and be involved. Oh, uh, okay. I think we've beat this one to death. Anything else for anything else? Anything that we missed? Anything that we need to wrap up before we uh, before we hit the finish button here on the stream? Because of Twitter, I have found out that Ash has finally won the Pokemon League World Championship after 25 oh. years. There you go. Oh, so, the spoilers, yeah. man. Oh, he's gonna so, watch it. All over. He was, he was gonna, gonna, gonna go watch it. it. It's like what, it's the last movie okay. or something. They had to. Sorry, bougie. Sorry, sorry. Pokemon I thought you knew. I thought you would Pokemon know. Like it's journey. all over, like everywhere. Like so. I saw. I saw on Facebook. I saw on Facebook a post came up that Ash was getting his butt kicked by Leon, and I was like, okay, Pokemon Master Journeys is coming to an end. I will go binge it <laughs> along with playing through Pokemon Violet. And now Nav just ruined, ruined the whole show. <laughs> what is Listen, Max if I would have watched like, the last show? season, if not, he lost and that's how it ends, I would have been ticked. Okay, mm. just like, <laughs> So for those that are like, uninitiated, like myself and Templar, what is this? Is this like Top Chef? What is going on here? It's Pokemon Master Journeys. It's on Netflix. It's uh, Netflix's shot at making a Pokemon show. Okay. Huh. Is, so, it, is it good? It's it's your typical Pokemon show, but with they took basically all the gens and put them together. So you'll have Ash going to the Gala region and the Sinnoh region and Aloha region, like everything. So they just took Pokemon and made it one big world through all the 
trainers and battlers and everybody in the world threw them all in there. Ash is trying to, of course, be the best of the best. And his sidekick is trying to capture all the Pokemon. But it's on Netflix. Huh. Well, like I said, P51 Mustangs in the chat says our boy finally won. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) We did it. We did it. You guys should have a parade for him somewhere. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Also, what do you guys think? We'll we'll wrap up on this question. What do you think about in the newer games where you're actually riding on the Pokemon? What do you think about that? Okay. I have have the same feelings about as Templar has with Elon Musk. It's whatever whatever fair enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they made pokemon like chocobos. like pokemon are like chocobos now essentially yeah weirder. Just ride them around yeah. they are they are weirder yeah a lot weirder <laughs> like, uh, it could be real weird depending on which of the pokemon you're actually riding around on yeah i mean that you you can ride a machamp i think like you ride on his shoulders um it's on his shoulders yeah like you just kind of like <laughs> You can't ride on. You can't. You can't ride on all the Pokemon. There's no, no, no. Some of them are too small. Or maybe they change that. Does yeah. cha- do you ride the champ on his shoulders, or does he cradle you like a baby? I, yeah, I think it's more like that. But you got it. That's got to be <laughs> that'd be great. Too. Very uncomfortable. Like all the rock around him. Like think about all that. Dude, this is the content I, I come for. So like maybe I need to check out these new games. Here, here you go. Here you go then. If Machamp can like cradle me like a baby and just like walk around and that's like how I traverse this world. Sure. Hey, you got you, me. You get some rock sores on your back, but yeah, it'd be great. Also, do you think in all of those worlds, do you think they eat Pokemon? Oh, we just need to yeah. stop. We just need to stop. It's like... It's it's a it's a slippery slope, but yes, in Gen One, I think it was actually in Gen Two as well. You actually stop Team Rocket from farming Slowpoke tails because people find them as a delicacy, and we're chopping off all the mm-hmm. tails of Slowpoke. It's true. That is true. I totally forgot. It was yeah. The first Gen was pretty dark. Wow. In some ways, the horrifying reality of Pokemon <laughs> the the snuff the Pokemon snuff film. <laughs> You just think about it. You get a fishing pole to fish for Pokemon and you're doing it to train them, but there's other people fishing to eat them. So, Oh, all right. I, I'd watch that show. I'd watch a show about Pokemon, like, like where it's like Pokemon police, like going off, like and shutting down, like illegal, like farming, poaching, like Pokemon rings and like, you know that sort of stuff, or like harvesting them for meat. Oh. And that. I'd watch that show. Iron Chef Pokemon. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Fun fact, Templar, your dream may become a reality because I think there's like a fan-made Pokemon show that's probably never going to come out, but it actually is like the darker side of Pokemon, where where Pokemon is Pokemon battles are like this underground fight club type thing, and your Pokemon actually die. And Whoa, there's a trailer out there. Trailer. I forget what it is. But you'll have to you'll I'll have to see if I can find it and send you the There's link. But there is like a show that's uh, kind of there. Uh, let me reference it right. in the I'm chat not sure right now. Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, no, there there's another one where like there's a battle between like Charmander and I can't remember, and they're like beating the snot out of each other. It's like a very much like more it's like since a fan made, but it's like like there's like bruises being shown on the Pokemon stuff. This is oh. like very brutal. But anyway, oh. all right, people that's- marry Pokemon. Now we're going down a path I don't want to. I don't want to get. Okay, like, we just need to end the show now. This is like that's, when Sonic. That's, 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 it is. 
That's too. That's too much. I, I think we need to knock it out. It is a way. very. It is a very comical um, conspiracy theory that Mr. Mime is Ash's dad. Oh. Mr. Mime is freaky too. Oh my god. Okay. Hey everybody. Oh, thanks. No. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us on the round table today. Uh please don't listen to the rest of this. Uh and uh don't eat your Pokemon. We love you. We'll see you next in two in two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs>